This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg Podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. He knows sports. What if we made you like an ice crew member for the Islanders? An ice cream vendor? And he's very humble. Your mother. So now it's time to see if you can stump Rothenberg. So I love paying attention. They got silver. Who is silver? <laughs> All right. Was that the first time you've heard that open? I think the last part with Silva, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Silva was uh, Savali from uh, from the Indians. Aaron Savali. Yeah. He's like, Who's oh, now, now on got, Tampa Bay. Right now they got Silva. I was like, well, what are you talking about? All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, all right. Uh, let's go to Andy and Merrick. Andy, you always lead us off. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, guys. Mr. Grasa is sitting in the DPHO seat. That's right. Did you, did you know that he's the original NIL? Not in it? lineup, still getting paid. Oh, dear. Nice. Nice. He's probably spending his most recent check on vacation right now. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of money for nothing, David, today's trivia question is, yeah. there's a company called Nike that endorses pro athletes. Been doing it for 40 years, 50 years, excuse me. Who is the first athlete to receive an endorsement from Phil Knight? An endorsement? 1973. Whew. That's pre-Bruce Jenner. It probably, it, uh, it's not, I do know, it's not one of the major sports. Oh, you, you are you know correct. This is? It is not. No, I, it, no, because if you think about the history of the Nike, the company, the Nike, the right, company. so 73. So that's post-Olympics in 72. <sighs> Professional athlete. Professional athlete, which wouldn't have been an Olympian. Sabbath tennis. Getting warm. Was... While you're thinking about it, David, can you tell me where we could exclusively hear Stump Rothenberg? Yeah, I mean, it's exclusively right here on 98.7 ESPN and on the app wherever you get your um, apps, podcast, your your app. Want to make sure app. you get that idea? Get Come the idea in. Oh, I, don't worry about the ID. I'm going to do the ID after. Uh... So, was tennis accurate, Andy? Yes. Yes, tennis is tennis. accurate. All right, so it's not going to be a female tennis player. So, 73. Wasn't It, it, it wasn't... Um, Connors wasn't a Nike person, no, right? No, no. Um, was he nasty? Oh, my goodness. You want to yeah, take it from here, Dan? Ily Nastasi. Bang! Who might have been the, like the worst human being ever. That's a, an incredible guess, Dave. Well done. A, thank you. Remember when he got disqualified at the U.S. Open against McEnroe? From oh, the, that was horrendous. great. I mean, yeah. he made McEnroe look like a choir boy. Yeah. Uh, that was surreal. By the way, you're listening to DNR 98.7 ESPN WEPN FM. New York. That was a nice job by me, right? It's a good job. All right, let's continue along. Well, I gave you the assist. I said it wasn't a major sport. No, you, you narrowing it down to tennis helped tremendously. Uh, let's go to Jordan in Staten Island. Hi, Jordan. You're on Stump Rothenberg. 
Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Shout Jordan. The company. Oh, good morning, Jordan. So, Dave, can you tell me who has the longest touchdown pass in Super Bowl history? So it used to be Plunkett to Kenny King, but I don't think it is anymore. Um. The longest touchdown pass in Super Bowl history. Oh, I think it was Jake oh there was some to, trash talk afterwards. I, I think it was Jake DeLome to uh, Mushin Muhammad. Yeah. 85 yards. Super Bowl. 30, it was a 2003 season, whatever that was. 38, maybe? Yeah. Final answer. That's correct. There you go. Remember, he was like getting in everybody's face, too, after he threw that touchdown pass, DeLome? Oh, that was a good game, by the way. Jake DeLome, very underrated, like, you know, a, a guy who's not going to, like, stand out, but he very nearly almost won a damn Super Bowl. He played great that day. I mean, it was a game-winning kick by Adam Vinatieri, yep. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Carolina led a, a good portion of that game. Uh, 1-800-919-3776. Dan, uh, unfortunate news, we have two open lines on Stump Rothenberg right now. What do you attribute that to? Um, I don't know. But I'm not happy about it. Can I just I say something, to too, right on a related here. note? Because yeah. we were talking about it a little while ago with the guys. It is freezing in here. Uh, you know what? You got a man up. A it's like a meat locker. Guys, Ray, right? This is my constant. Every day. This is my every day. It, 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 it's like a what meat Raymond locker. Was wearing yesterday? He was he was in a, like a full, long jacket. This is cold. And, and mind you, I worked in a hockey arena last night, and I did not have to have that jacket on. Coldest hockey arena I've ever been in, the RBC Center down in Raleigh. It, well, it was, wind was whipping off the well, ice. It was frigid. It's Carolina. It has to be, right? Uh, it was cold. All right, let, let's go back. Now all the lines are lit up, so that's good. Colby in Asbury Park. Good morning, Colby. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Good morning, Sal. I initially had a uh, two-part question, but RJ put a stop to that. Nice. So it's going to be a one-parter today. Because nice. RJ's um, our last line of defense, and he's so good. He is. And I, I've asked some hard questions, so I think it's an easy one today. So, who These are the worst, the last... by the way. When they, when, Dan, when they go, this is going to be an easy one for you, these are the worst. Right, because it's, it's a, it's a no-win situation. Right. If you don't get it, you're exactly. the moron. Yeah. I'm an idiot, and if I get it well, you know, uh, you know, you're know, you're supposed to get it anyway. Yeah, I don't think I'm setting you up for failure here. He, who... Was the na- who was the last National League MVP to win the World Series the same year he won the MVP? Albert Pujols. Nope. Go more recent. You you were very quick with that answer. See the 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 whole thing with with Stump Rotherham is you have to really take your time and digest it and think it through and talk it through. And you just Albert Pujols. Well, he was at one point, but like you said, there was somebody more recent. So um, it was a very immature answer. I don't think it was immature. Oh, we'll give Grasa a mulligan on that one. Nationally, less nationally MVP to win the World Series. Oh, I, okay. All right, I got you it. Know it? Yeah, you're right. It was a little more recent. Uh, it was within the last 10 years. Last 10 years, national mm-hmm. MVP to win the World Series. Right, Colby? It was within the, within the last 10 years. It was within yeah. the last 10 yeah. years, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm there. Well, well, I mean, why don't you answer it then if you know Chris it? Chris Bryant, Cubs. That would be correct. There you go. That's a good job by you. Yeah. And I got to be honest, I don't think I would have gotten it. Yeah. You want to talk about, by the way, you want to talk about stealing money? You see what the Rockies are paying Chris Bryant? 
and what they're uh, getting in return. What oh. are they paying him? Oh, I'll dig that up for you. One sec. Hang on. Stand by. All right. Well, let, let's let's continue along. One hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. John in the car is on Stump Rothenberg. Chris, Hi, John. Chris Bryan has. Um, hey guys, how are you? What's up, John? Hang on one sec. Chris Bryan has five more years oh. at twenty-seven million a pop, and that's a team that doesn't have money to well, just fritter away. And the last time Chris Bryant was good was like twenty sixteen. He played eighty games last year. He played forty-two games the year before that with the Colorado. So far as a Colorado Rocky, Anthony Rendon. So far as a Rocky, in two years he's played one hundred and twenty-two games, and this is Coors Field, mind you. He's hit fifteen home runs and driven in forty-five runs. All right, stop getting in the way of Stump Rothenberg. John, go ahead. Hey Dave, so which NHL player has played in the most playoff games in NHL history? So you got you got to think Canadians, right? I mean, what what? And bonus if you could tell me which active player currently holds that record among active players. Um, active player. Well, let me, let me. How about Chris Chelios? That's a good guess. Chris Chelios is correct. There you for, go. And among active players. Active players. I'll say. Is it Sid the Kid? It's not. Corey Perry. Yep. I mean, come on. See, I don't see the thing with Corey Perry. I forgot that is he, he was even back in the league. Yep. As an active. Yep. As an active. How about? Come on. Can we? Can we just take a moment and and just in, you know luxuriate what that it. just was? Baskin it. Ryan McDonough is on that list. No. No. McDonough's played in a lot of playoffs. Playing a lot, man. but I don't a not a lot. Corey Perry, by the way, is gonna is on that list of like in history you're gonna look back and say like one of the most innocuous Hart Trophy winners, Corey yeah, Perry. Absolutely. Him and Taylor Hall. Malkin's gotta be on that list somewhere. No, but Malkin's accomplished had a better career than those guys. I'm saying I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about who has played oh. the most playoff games. Ovechkin. Um I wouldn't think Ovechkin actually. Mark Andre Flory. I'll go Crosby and Malkin over over those guys. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe Ray can look it up. Uh, all right. 1-800-919-3776. So I think we're undefeated with the help of you as well here. Let's go to Chris and Beth Page. Chris, he loves this segment, and his questions are typically very good. Hi, Chris. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, guys. Which team, NFL franchise, 32 teams in the league, has gone the longest without winning a championship? Well, but they've won a title? Yeah, the last time they won a title, the <laughs> longest drought. So so that could be pre-Super Bowl, you're saying? Yes. That would be the... Um... Well, the Lions. Yeah, the, the Lions, I'd say no. It's the Lions or the Browns. Um, That's a good point. No Cardinals. Yeah. Final answer. Great job. 1947, Chicago Cardinals. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being like a diehard Cardinals fan and you've never seen your team win? Ever? Your ex-girlfriend was in grade school when that happened. <laughs> no, she was not born in 47. She, I think she was You said she was older. Just making sure. She said she was older. 66, I think. Pre-Summer of Love. Yeah. She could have gone to Woodstock. As a, as a newborn. <laughs> right. Right. They could have cut the cord during uh, Creedence Cl- got, Clearwater Revival her, set. Right there. Dave, yeah. did you want the active players? Or did you care? 
Oh, for the, yeah, for the most playoff games? Yeah. One is Perry. Two is McDonough. Pavel- Pavelski, Crosby, Malkin. See, I told you Ovechkin wouldn't be there. Ovechkin down the list. See? Yeah. All right. Joe He's 13. Staten Island. See? Joe in Staten Island. You're on Stump Roth. All right. But, uh, <clears throat> before Atlanta this past season, right. who was the last NL team to have five or more players with 25 or more home runs? 25 or more home runs? Five of them, yep. Is it the... I, 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 what you were going to say is probably the, the Blake Street Bombers. So you see, you're saying the Colorado Rockies. Right. Ellis Burks, Andres Galarraga, Vinny Castilla, Bichette. Larry Walker. Um, Bichette, right. And Dante Bichette. Uh, well, let's go with that to start. Go ahead. That's the answer. No. No. All no. right. Um, is, that, is that an L for you? No. Well, that was Dan. That wasn't me. Um, <laughs> 25 or more. That's a good question. And you said National League, right? That's correct. National League. Um, there's a sneaky one. I don't know that I know that. You might. Yeah, this might be an L for me. I, I, because I remember when they when it happened, like when the Braves did it. And for some reason, I'm thinking the Cincinnati Reds, but I have no reason to why I'm thinking it. What? It wasn't one of those. Is this kind of like modern times, or are we going back like a ways? No, recent. Recent. You know what I'm thinking about, Dave? I'm thinking the those early 90s Piazza Dodger teams. You you think? Like Piazza, Karos, Mondesi. uh, Was Sheffield on one of those teams? Because that was the steroid era. Yeah. I, I, Eric Karros. I don't know. Unless it was... No, it, it wasn't like one of those um, Phillies teams from like 15 years. Was that... Well, the the Braves had it, but that's like way back into the 70s. Wait up. Was it the Phillies? Or the Marlins? Uh, all right. I would I say one know. of those two. I don't know. I know it's not the Mets. No. Why do you keep sniffing? Yeah, I don't know. Because it's like so that. cold in here, that's why. <laughs> well, turn your mic off when you sniffle. Yeah, it's a bad job. Um, so I know I know the Marlins had a full infield that did it, but I don't know if they had another player. Like with Dan Uglow at second base was hitting all those. Remember Dan Uglow with the forearms? Yeah. 
I, I don't. I'm going to say Marlins or Reds. I'll go Marlins, but I have little confidence that I'm right. You're wrong. It was the Reds. Ah! In 2017, Duval, Jeanette, Shebler, uh, Suarez, and Votto. And that's one of the most like innocuous teams too. You're I just suck. like, yeah, wow. I'm, I'm done. I stink. Well, I mean, the re- I thought it was the Reds, but I, I didn't. I don't know why. I, I must have heard it in passing and just and just completely screwed the you know what. Else. Well, it makes oh. sense though because it's a um, it's a bam box, right? You think about a ballpark where the ball flies, like that's it does awful. in Cincinnati. I'm so annoyed right now. Maybe this is why she broke up with me both times. Well, you went back the second time. Let's go. Let's yeah. Uh, I thought it had the legs, but it didn't. Let's go to. I don't know that I'll get this. Let's go to Jeff and Howard Beach. You a big Pearl Jam guy, Dan? Not particularly. I mean, I like them, but I don't like. I'm not like a devout. You know. All right, go ahead, Jeff. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm going to ask you a question you might not know, but uh, my greatest band of all time is Pearl Jam. Right. They were formerly. They were originally named after an NBA player. I guess you do know them. Have a good day, guys. Yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> and I knew that more because I was a Nets fan back in the day when Mookie Blaylock was on the team. So yeah, yeah, um, that was beautiful by us. We, I mean, we did it in unison. We, we had the answer. Just I'd there. like Wait, more so mu- cl- so, cl- so clarification. Yes, they were na- they were named Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I think they were the Mookie Blaylocks. Yeah. Around uh, 1990. Anybody know Mookie Blaylock's real first name? Darren. Yeah, you're good. You're 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 you. you, you. Yeah, I know. You, you're ve- you're very good. Wow. All right. Um, 1-800-919-3776. We have a five-part NFL question. Five parts? Yeah, that's what it says. It better be a good one because there's a five-parter that sucks. Are going to be very upset with you. Brian and Bergen. Brian, you're on Stump Rock. Morning, Dave. How are you? Good. I'm good, too. Good. <laughs> I think he wanted right, you to ask, so like, how I, he's I, doing, I'm too. Not overly, I mean, here's the thing. Uh, to be honest, Brian, I'm well. You're well. I, I'm imagining if you weren't well, you wouldn't be calling the show. You'd be tending to what was making you unwell. So we don't need to go through the, the song and dance every time. But go ahead. No I'm glad you're well. Right. <laughs> All right. So since the year 2000, there have been five NFL first overall picks to win the Super Bowl. Can you name those five? All right, we should be able to do that. What was the uh, question? Can you repeat the question again? Yeah, since since the year two, since the year two thousand, mm-hmm. there have been five first overall picks to win the Super Bowl. Can you name those five? Yeah, yep. we should be able to do that. Um, since two thousand, this is each individual time, or or five different people. No, five, five different so people, one, right? One doing it twice. I'd hope he'd know. Eli, Eli, right, Eli. Eli Manning did it twice. Yeah, twice. So three um, others. Matthew Stafford did it once. Yep. He didn't. Because um, remember, we just talked about him yesterday. Uh Oh, I got one. So Cam Newton never did it. Eric Fisher. Right, offensive lineman. Eric Fisher. So that's one more. Carson Palmer did not do it. Alex Smith never won a Super Bowl. Mario Williams never won a Super Bowl. 
2007 was Jamarcus Russell, who clearly never. Oh, I, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Was this guy a backup? Yes, he was. Uh, D- uh, David Carr. Oh, with the Giants? Yep. Yeah. Very nice. Um, so we got four? No, that's it. That's there, it. Because Eli was twice. Five. Oh, yeah. All right. So yeah, we got him. Five and four people. All right. There you go. Very nice job. Good job. Well done. All right. Excellent. Uh, I, by the way, prepare. That, that's the end of Stump Rothenberg once we do. do you, you don't have a question, do you, Dan? Do I, no. I, no. Rick, Rick always does, but I, I figured you didn't. No. Fine. No, I'm good. Um, are you prepared for the endless amounts of discussion? Because he's up for uh, for potentially getting into the Hall next year. Is Eli Manning a Hall of Famer? Didn't we do this already? No, I'm not doing it. I, I hope to never have to have that conversation. Well, no, here's the thing with Eli. Is he is he going to make the Hall of Fame? The answer is absolutely a thousand percent yes. Will he be a first ballot Hall of Famer? I'm not so sure, but I kind of tend to think that he will now. Just because he's so present and so visible and so in the public eye, and everybody likes Eli Manning. Because there is a little bit of that popularity contest involved as well. Right? Um, Eli Manning deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Right. There's there's very few more clutch players in the history of football than Eli Manning. Right. And and if you want to say, well, he wasn't great in the regular season, his, his numbers, I mean, you want to say he's a compiler or whatever, fine. I, I don't want to do it. I, I don't want to do it. Um, Got a nasty email. Really? Someone. But Dave, hello. I don't think you won at all. Quite frankly, I think you lost worse than the Giants in the Super Bowl against the Ravens. I have a wonderful career in feat special, specialization. You're not even the best host of the station and are worse than a guy who can't read. Elvira. Worse than a guy who can't read. Yeah, what does that have to do with it? Oh, boy. I don't know. She, uh, she wants me, obviously. Same vibes. You seem extremely annoying. I hate you. You can read, though, right? Uh, yeah. I well, think I I've just, seen I I've just, seen you read. Yeah. I just I just read it. By the way, uh, Jason, uh, if you're not worried, the podiatrist... Just so make sure your tailgate doesn't... No. Doesn't... Um, great. Thanks, RJ. He just sent me an email. Mm-hmm. Four years of podiatry school. And then usually three or four years of residency. I, I I don't read. He says happy to answer on or off air any foot ankle related questions for you. Gives his phone number. Says P.S. R.J. is great, and he, if he wasn't skeptical of me, I would have been of him. So, but 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 what was the original question, right? Like, what makes you pursue the the podiatry? Like, why did he go into podiatry? I'm going to forward this email over to you, and you can you can do with it what you'd like. Okay. What would you like me to do with it? Well, I'd like you can follow it, file it away. Okay. And then if we ever need, you know, a foot specialist, then we have Dr. Jason. Dr. Jason's very qualified. Well, you didn't believe that to be true. I I didn't not you want me believe to send it. it to your ESPN email or your personal email. Sure. ESPN email. Sure. Okay. Now, did you think when you woke up today that one of the things you would accomplish on the show would be now you have your very own specialized foot expert? Nope. I didn't realize we were going to get into my former dating life or anything like that. Learned a lot of things here today. Well, it's very educational. All right, RJ, you got your five-pack? I certainly do. I think this will be something that Dan enjoys. Great. These are going back to the, oh, shall we say, 2002 or three range, Dan, to give you a little background. So that's like the Are we NBAing or NFLing? Both. Oh, and it's spanning until eh, maybe 2010 or so. Here's what I'd like to have happen. Yes. I'd like Dan to answer them. If he doesn't know them, I'll, I'll jump in. 
I think he'll know a lot of them. I'm sure he'll know all of them. He, he, very he, good. he just may. He just may. He's good at this. Are you ready, sir? Yeah, let's go. Darius Hayward Bay. I, my turn? Well, you're, you're oh. going your you're first pick with all of them. That's, uh, that's Maryland. Yeah. Good start. Luke Mba Mute. Not GW, is it? No. You know this, Dave? UCLA. That's right. Brian Hartline. The. Uh huh. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Current receiver coach there. Darrell Arthur. No clue. Kansas. Yeah, off that 07 title team. Mm-hmm. I was on the court at the end of that game. The Mario, the Mario Chalmers shot? Yeah. That's How'd amazing. you get on the court? That's amazing. Well, we were there with Carolina, because mm-hmm. Carolina, I think, lost to Kansas in the semifinals. And I sat, it was in San Antonio, I believe. I sat as far away from a game as, I, as I've ever been. That's the problem Mario with those. Chalmers! <laughs> that's was, the problem with those final fours. That's in the Legendary. semifinal. I was in a press box a half a mile away. Because they're, they're giant cavernous stadiums. Right. And but for the finals, everyone leaves. Like all the the press and the fans of of the you know of the losing teams, they're out. So I literally sat courtside, and some it was like Kramer went with the Scarsdale diet. Somehow I got ushered onto the court, and my my friend at the time who was at the same station as me was actually involved in the net cutting ceremony for for Kansas. Was he holding the ladder? Yeah, he was holding the ladder. Good job. Yeah. But the ladder gets sponsorship now with that. You oh, see that? Of course it does. Yeah. Mario Chalmers right, RG, should not more? be allowed to have arms to shoot a basketball in the fourth quarter. What else you got? Finally, yeah. Julian Edelman. Oh, that would be uh, Kent State. That's right. Well done. Where he, where he also played what position? Quarterback. That's right. So I am Very smart. good. I am smart. I got to be honest. If I were to pass... I think Dan seamlessly takes my spot, and you can continue with Stump Rothenberg and the whole thing. Maybe you keep the name. Would you call it Stump Rothenberg? No, I, I would. I would immediately honor. change it. Immediately change it. You wouldn't. You, would, would you? There'd be no remembrance of me with the segment, though. No, none. In well, memory what, 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 of Stump Rothenberg, this yeah, right. is Stump like Russell. When you, when, when you when you start the segment and play the music and the intro, wouldn't it be like in memory of of Stump Rothenberg? Well, let me ask you. Let me, let me ask you a question. Yeah. How diverse? Do the questions generally get like we had a Pearl Jam question today? Like, are you getting a lot of music related questions, movies, te- things like that, or is it just mostly sports? Um, I would say it's mostly sports, but it's not exclusively sports. Also, like, I would try to vary it up a little bit. That would be my own little wrinkle. Not to say that I'm anti sports, of course I'm not, and I know a lot, but I'm just I, I would try to incorporate a little more non-sports. Yeah, a little variety. That's fine. Spice of life. Pearl Jam question. I thought it was a great question. It was a great question, but if it was like, you know, name me Pearl Jam's third album, I wouldn't even know that because I'm not like a diehard. Right, I agree. Although I've heard that the Pearl Jam concerts at Wrigley Field were some of the best concerts people have ever been to in their lives. You know what? Because I haven't done the research tying in Pearl Jam and sports. Remember when the Cubs went on that World Series run and Eddie Vedder was at like every game wearing like the, the Cubs soft serve helmet like to the games? Of course. Isn't he from Seattle? But he's a Cubs fan. How is it? That's what I'm saying. How is he a Cubs fan? I don't know. But he, he's a legitimate Cubs fan. Well, I'm not saying he's not, but I'm just curious. Cubs bandwagon, right? Like you're, if you're a Cubs fan, you're a Cubs fan. Right. That, that's what I mean. Like, um, how do you have all teams to choose?
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Here. Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. You ever see the movie uh, Emil Hirsch? True story, by the way. He goes like into the wilderness of of Alaska. Yeah, what is that called? Was it in the wild? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Pearl Jam wrote, I believe, if not all, most of the music for that movie. Unbelievable. Really? Uh, Have you ever seen that movie? No. All right. Do yourself a favor. Because you, you're you're a, a cinephile, right? You would appreciate the of good course. Movie? I like a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Watch that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have time today, tomorrow. If you did it by the end of the week, I'd appreciate it. But watch that movie, and you like Pearl Jam. You'll let them, great movie, mm-hmm. true story, great soundtrack. Interesting. Okay. Um, I don't know if you have that kind of time, but if you did, I would think that would be wonderful. So, I'm reading something here, and I think this is kind of the mindset that most of us are in: is that. The Giants, this is come from, coming from the uh, the redzone.org, but it, it, it hails from pro football rumors, right? Um, the Giants are not going to use the franchise tag on Saquon again. That it feel, I feel pretty confident. Jordan has told me that. I've read that. It doesn't, doesn't seem like they're going to use the franchise tag on Saquon. I think what's going to happen is that they're going to let him hit free agency. If he can get a big deal elsewhere, leave. And if he can't, come back and sign with the Giants. i got to tell you, I think there's one team that will go out there and spend bigger on Saquon than the Giants will. I don't know that I feel great or bad or anything about this specifically. I think he's played his last game with the Giants. Yeah, I, I mean, I could see that happening. And, and depending on which way they go, like we spent so much time last uh, yesterday talking about the quarterback, right, and how they're going to handle that situation. There's other needs for this football team, which if you look at whatever resources they're going to have available – Right. They're going to have to probably devote some of those to other positions, not name running back. Like right now, whoever the quarterback is going to be, what do you think as a fan? What do you think is going to be more valuable for this offense? Bringing Saquon Barkley back or at least getting a legitimate number one wide receiver for whoever the QB is? But, but OK, let's let's have this conversation. You can't do both. Like like if I'm going to bring back Daniel Jones and I'm not saying you should bring back Saquon, but if I'm going to bring back Daniel Jones, I can draft a Dunze or or Malik neighbors. And there's my stud receiver. Sign another receiver in free agency and, and bring back Saquon. No, I mean, you can. But why stop there? I mean, look at what just happened again with the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. They've now won two Super Bowls back to back. 
and their bell cow in the backfield was a seventh round draft well, choice. And, and let me let me go one further. And I don't have the answer off the top of my head. Who was the starting running back the first time they won it? Wasn't it um, Damian Williams? Williams? Damian, who should have been the MVP of that game, by the way. Right, and RJ right. knows well, this. Point being, we, we all we all agree that you do not need a great running back. But let me take the flip side of that, mm-hmm. and that is the Giants have no weapons at all. Is does it make sense to move on from really the only weapon you have? In Saquon? I, I, I hear what you're saying, but this is almost like you're bringing up nostalgia into the conversation. I don't he's, think that's fair. He's still a very good running back. Still a very good running back, but in terms of where a Saquon Barkley would, let's say, vault you into the next category of a tiered team, is that more important than, let's say, a game breaker at the wide receiver position? Well, okay. Or, or even, how, how remember, I, you got a lot of offensive line help you still need to get. Uh, a time. I mean, here's the thing. The Giants need everything. They need everything. They need guys to get to the quarterback. They need guys to cover the receivers. They need linebackers still. They need offensive line. They need receivers. I mean, they, they really, they need quarterback. I think they need everything. Like, they have some pieces which you like, but they need everything. I, I, don't, I don't have the answer for you. I really don't. I mean, like, if they brought back Saquon, I understand the rationale behind doing that. If they moved on from Saquon and said, oh, here's the thing. Would you agree? You don't have the running back on the roster now, right? If you move on from Saquon. Eric Ray is not the answer. That guy does not exist. But you pick, what, 39 and 48? Can you get? You could argue you could get, like, the top running back off the board if you take a running back at 39. 100%. So do do you say, you know what? I'll pay him nothing. I'll have him for four years. If, if, and then we'll see where we're at. But now I have my new running back, and I'm not paying him $12 million a year. Well, realistically, like, let's go back to Pacheco for a second. When the time comes, and what do they have? What does he have? One more year? Like, are the Chiefs going to pony up and pay Isaiah no. Pacheco like life changing no. money? No. no. First of all, there's no confidence the running back's going to stay healthy. And the truth is, they're very interchangeable. Agreed. And we've seen this. But where the Giants are right now, like you said, what are their two second-round picks? What numbers? I, I believe it's 39 and 48. Okay, so you have three of the top 48 picks in this draft Correct. as is, without Correct. any wheeling or dealing. Correct. That's, Dave, that's three starters. It that is be. three week one starters you need to hit if you're Joe Shane. Right, so I can I, – I mean, this is a deep tackle draft too. So in theory, I should be able to get a stud-wide receiver, a stud offensive lineman – and a stud running back, if that's what I choose to do, with, with, with the first three in those 48. Absolutely. You could do that. And then, in this you know theory, I move on from Saquon, and maybe I spend money on, I don't know, Bryce Huff, right? Maybe, maybe I spend money, and I know you don't love Huff, but you know what I'm like, It's not that I don't I can, love Huff, I just, there's, there's a cost. I can allocate the money elsewhere, and I've replaced Saquon with a running back in round two. And what's wrong with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I really believe, and, 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 and this happened last year when we had these conversations, I, I really do think it's the attachment to the fan base that is kind of clouding the judgment of what they should do with Saquon Barkley. I think, look, I still think there's room for him here. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that there isn't, but it's going to have to be on the Giants' terms and not Saquon's. And I don't know if he's willing to play ball. I, I guess the better question is this. If he balks at whatever offer the Giants are going to make him, is there a market for him that is going to satisfy him enough to where he's going to go someplace else and get paid at least something close to what he thought that he should get on the open market? I, I think that there are teams that would absolutely would pay. You, you're telling me if Baltimore has Saquon Barkley, they're running the ball six times in the, in the AFC Championship game? 
well, uh, I mean, they already had the number one running game in the NFL. Right, but they, without they, didn't, they didn't have a star running back. Like, like I don't know, you're telling me that, da- and God, this is the last thing I ever want to happen, that he wouldn't be a great fit with the Dallas Cowboys? Saquon is a great running back. I don't disagree. I think he's still, I still think he has something left. You're talking about somebody who's, what, 27? Right. He's 27 years old. Remember, 30 is the proverbial brick wall when it comes to a running back. At, at, at the tail end. Like, you could even say it's earlier, but yes, th- you're pretty much done at 30. I think he has, how about this, uh, peak, or I mean minimum, I think two more very good to top flight years as a productive running back in this league. I think that that's very possible, but you're, you're not a Giants fan, so I think you're a good person to ask. What would you do? I would welcome him back, but it's got to be on our terms. But our our terms are going to be are going to be what ten million dollars a, a year yeah. over the next two years? Yeah, no, no, oh, a year. You're right? Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, you don't think that that this guy who's one the thing is also look at the free agents available at running back. But Dave, look at last year, right? We we have a basis. We played this game last year. The offers were not pouring in for Saquon last year. They, so they what's the difference? And and I said this the other day to you. I said, remember the Dalvin Cook situation with the Jets? He got the most money for any free agent running back last season, just for last year. And it was over $7 million a year. And how did that work out? That was awful. It was awful. It was, but think of Josh Jacobs available. Austin Eckler available. Sounds like Joe Mixon is going to be available. I mean, this the, the, the list goes on and on. Derek Henry is going to be available. Saquon potentially available. Like, if you lose Saquon and you want to spend... Eight million bucks a year, like you could probably wind up with an Austin Eckler or somebody of that ilk. I mean, to me, it makes sense. Let's start fresh, second round running back. You know, bring in another veteran at a low number, and let's let them battle it out. But if you want a running back, you can you can find a running back anywhere this offseason. Oh, no, you can. And I don't even think Saquon's at the top of the list. I would still take Derrick Henry over him. Uh, I think it depends on the team. Short term, short term. I'm but saying. I think there are certain teams that, like, if if you're a, a team that likes to throw the ball to the running back, Saquon is a much better option than Derrick Henry. Catching the ball out of the backfield, yeah. But once you get Derrick Henry running downhill, I agree. that's another ball game. I, I agree. But I, I do have a feeling that when Derrick Henry hits the wall, he's going to run headfirst into the wall. Yeah, I mean, he, he because backs like that that are super physical and run through people instead of around them, right? That tends to happen. But and the Saquon's thing with, also oft injured, oft injured. Josh Jacobs, though. He had a little bit of a step back season last year, right? He wasn't as, he wasn't the rushing champion in the NFL like he was in two fact, seasons ago. The guy they brought in to replace him was really good. Absolutely. So there's going to, there's more to choose from at the running back position this off season than there was last year. So does that make the job or his quest even tougher to try to get a deal that satisfies him? Uh, Probably. You know, it's it's going to be a conversation we're going to have for a while. The Giants have till March fifth to put the franchise tag on Saquon. Otherwise. That's not going to happen, and then they'll have to kind of play it out from there. So the question is, does it make sense for the Giants to keep Saquon, or does it actually make more sense for the Giants to move on from Saquon, draft maybe the top, a top certainly two or three running back in the draft, and move in that direction? Greeny has moves he wants to see this offseason, five of them, two involve the locals. We'll let you know that and get to the calls next on 98.7 ESPN. Well, hello, Dave Rothenberg here to tell you about my friends at Bathford. Now, they converted my kids' bathtub to a shower and did a phenomenal job. All right, it was customized just like we wanted. There's only one expert installer process. It was simple. There's no demo. There's no mess in Bathford. It's a high-quality, permanent solution with a full lifetime guarantee. 
three plus million happy customers like me and my wife. And for a limited time, you get 0% interest or you save $500 on a complete bath fitter system. So here's what you do. Start designing your bath today like we did at bathfitterdesign.com because there's only one bath fitter. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Looking for more access to the show? Why? Because you know why. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at DR on ESPN. What will the Giants do? Uh, I, th- I I feel more strongly they're going to move on. Raymond, you love the Cowboys. You love them, right? This is probably your favorite. Not right now, but sure. I know. Of all your teams, is it your favorite team? They are. All right. I tell you, you're going to get Saquon. Yes or no? Honestly, it doesn't move the meat and needle much really? for me right now. Like I'm so I'm so despondent about that. Everything they do right you're bro- now, you're broken. I'm kind of broken. Well, she's probably yeah. like they're going to do all sorts of great things during the regular season, but it's not going to matter come January. Does the is the regular season meaningless to you this year? Well, unless, I, I, I essentially out of control. I essentially told you that uh, the entire regular season, didn't I? That nothing that they did mattered until they got to January. Yeah, this 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 year it's going to be even even more of that. But okay, no, no, no. they could go sixteen and zero, and I will seventeen and zero. I will not give a damn until like the actual playoffs start. Okay, win would, there. That would mean Dan they beat the Giants twice in the regular season, which they seem to win a year anyway. If the Cowboys go seventeen and zero and lose in their first playoff game, like. What a world that you're trying to yeah you're trying to talk it into existence already oh that's what you're I, doing but see like I would be miserable after every law every win every win I'd be miserable because like it's, it's just okay he doesn't know what to do with himself it, this this sucks Dan, <laughs> I gotta tell you this sucks Dan do you want to go to the callers or do you want me to tell you what would the the moves that Greeny wants to see this offseason? Uh, we can go to the callers. Which ha- which has a New York flavor. Right, absolutely. Yeah. All right, so uh, we'll go to the callers, and then we'll get to Greeny in a moment. Let's go to Charlie in Albany. Hi, Charlie. Hi, how you doing? Um, I want to say my piece about Saquon. I'm a little nervous, but this is a little complex, nervous. but you guys will get it. Now, we're going to take it from the CMC model. Okay, I know that the Niners got CMC, and he was there. Go-to guy, he was their MVP. People couldn't talk enough about how important he was for that offense. Now, I understand that they were already established at that point, and they were adding him, and they were taking away And um, Carolina's biggest weapon. Carolina was cleaning house. Uh, some teams seem to be in the right place at the right time of year. Now, what I think should happen is the Giants should hang on to Saquon this year. Maybe tag him. They should use their draft capital for a weapon for Daniel Jones. And then... They should try to trade or use money to get free agent offensive linemen that are proven because a draft pick on an offensive lineman is a gamble. The guy may look great. I mean, look at Evan Neal. He turned into a turnstile, turned into a turnstile. Sorry about the pun. I'm no, a little nervous. Like Charlie, I, said. I, don't, I don't think you're all that off base with that as, as a plan or an option to go with. But, but here's the thing. Christian McCaffrey, Dan, was a finishing piece for the Niners. The Giants have so many needs, and the Niners pay their quarterback nothing. Nothing, right. The la- they have a seventh-round pick as a quarterback, and that's why they were able to welcome that contract on. Um, different different scenario, but like we talked about in the last the Giants have a lot of needs right now. It's not just a running back. And you thought that you made all parties happy last year with the way that ultimately it was resolved, and how did that work out for you during the season? Right, I mean, it wasn't. It, I think you, I think you saw. You saw. That's what yeah. I mean. 
Yeah, I think you saw. Let's go to is a is a big fan of the show, uh, Fran in Massapequa. Good morning, Fran. How are you? What's up, boys? I am a big fan. Did you hear that call? I say he was nervous. I guess okay. you get nervous talking talking to a legend like Dave. Oh, here we go. What what do you got today, Fran? I'm just, just kidding. Uh, listen, I, this is first of all. I just wanted to thank the Mets. I mean. Really, our chances of winning the World Series went up tremendously getting Luke Voigt. I mean, thank you so much. I got to look at this guy now with the shirt open. Thank you so much. I wonder who they're going to get next. I heard Vogelback's got a brother. Um, hey, friend, that doesn't do anything for you? He, he led the majors in home Stop runs it. in the 60-game season in 2020. Stop. That doesn't do anything Fran, for you? Fran, go ahead. Continue along. All right, listen, I'm, I, I'm, you're talking football, so we're going to go football. You guys, I, you, I, you guys are in the same boat as me, Jet and a Giant fan, right? I'm a Bears fan, so we know losing. At this time of year, when you're getting, you know, thinking about this and that, it's great to say they're going to get this, they're going to get that. But look at the Bears; they took Travitsky, moved up disaster. Fields, I guess he's a. I guess they, if they're going to get rid of him, he's a failure. So that's zero for two. What makes any football fan or Bears fan think that they're going to, you know, they're going to get this one right? And same thing with the Jets and Giants. So what I do is I like to talk and all that, but I just start crossing my fingers, man, crossing my fingers and praying because these teams seem to be run by blithering idiots. If us three guys right here, and I'm telling you right now had control of the New York Jets, not the coaching. I guess we could bring in our own coaching. We could have a winning team. It's not as hard as they make it seem. Some of these guys are knuckleheads, complete knuckleheads, the way they run the clock, the way they do this, that. The GMs are horrible. Fred, let me me interrupt you for a second. You're you're, you're a Bears fan, and I think you're right. I mean, you have some Uh, really bad decision makers. What, What do you want to do? In a perfect world, what do the Bears do with the top overall selection? You want the honest truth? I, yeah. well, you know what? I don't know because someone said on the radio, I love the idea that you trade back with the team I think that's picking second, let them take the first pick and decide. But then the guy said, you know, that's a great idea because you have two and eight. I could take two of the other three quarterbacks. But then the guy went like this. The guy said, you know what? But what if the first quarterback they don't take, the guy from USC who I don't like, turns out to be, you know, Dan Marino. So it's just you can't win with these guys. It's it's really a coin toss. Now, you know so what you once have, you screw you have to up. Do, and thanks for the call, Fran. Is and and Dan, I really believe you have to have conviction in what you're doing. Of course, you, you have to. I, and what, what I don't care who it is. If you, if it's Drake, may you love, and you want to move back a spot and compile more, whatever it is that you believe is the thing to do. I mean, your entire career, if you're Ryan Poles and. And and staff, your entire career is based on what you do with that top selection. It's like with anything, right? Like if you trust your scouting, you trust the people that you have in place. If you believe in, like for instance, if, if you have to go up and get a guy because you believe that strongly that he is the answer, then go do it. Then totally do it. Agree with you. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're if you're picking ninth, but the guy you want is still sitting there for you. Let's say when number three or number four is on the clock, go get him. To- totally agree with you. All right, uh, Greeny. On Get Up today, top moves he wants to see this offseason. You ready? Can't wait. Uh, I think you're mocking this this process. A little bit. Go ahead. What do you don't like, Greeny? It's not that I don't like Greeny, but he's a fan. Uh, but but he's he's a smart football fan. But he's 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 a fan. He, it's uh, but, a little but, too but, much emotion. But okay. But there's only one Jets involved, so I mean he can well, take understand. the emotion out of the the non Jets right. ones. No. But I I don't think it's objective. It, there, there's too much emotion involved with All the right, things well, that he let, suggests. Let me run through what Go he ahead. has, and you can tell me whether you think they're ridiculous or not. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Sure. All right. Number one, top move he'd like to see this offseason. Go backwards. Nine. Go five to one. Okay. So five mm-hmm. is going to involve the Jets. Now, I do agree with you here because I don't think he's going to be traded. Number five, Devontae Adams lands with the Jets. Well, it's a no-brainer, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, it, it would if 
if Devontae Adams demands a trade out of Las Vegas, in, in actuality, he's a fraud. Because he fought for Antonio Pierce to get the job. So if you fight for your coach to get the job, he gets the job, and then you demand your way out of there? I mean, it, it's weird, no? Yeah, but you can say that about a lot of athletes. Uh, okay, so, but I'm talking about him specifically. Of right? course. 100,000%. You're right. But I, I just don't think it's going to happen. And, uh, and by the way, what are you willing to give up? Well, you're going to have to give up a lot. Which I don't think they're in a position to do that. Well, would you rather give up a lot and grab Devontae Adams or, or just sign Mike Evans to a big deal? I like Mike Evans a lot. Right, but Aaron Rodgers likes Devontae Adams. But the Jets are in a uh, situation— again, is that what we're going to do? We're just going to we're just going to cater to whatever uh, Aaron Rodgers wants? No, but I still think, unfor- fortunately, unfortunately, a lot of the moves that they are going to be making here, it's to go all in because they know that the window they is— have to. Yeah, exactly. They have to go all in. But sometimes I mean, a rational Jets, thought takes over when Jets you do that. The Jets are in the casino. Right. And it's like you have to leave with a lot of money to go pay your debt. And if you don't leave with a lot of money to go pay your debt, people are going to be looking for you. You like that analogy? I like it. All right. Number four. Raymond, this involves you. Stephon Diggs to the Dallas Cowboys. That's interesting. How do you feel about that? Well, I thought all his things were all Jets. It was five Jets things, no? No, I didn't say that. I no, that- it was always NFL in general. No, it was, that, that wasn't the way that it was shot no. up on the screen there? All right, then no. I misread it. My fault. No. Now, now are you more intrigued? I like it, yeah. Okay. So Stephon he Diggs game, game changer. He thought it was going to be Jet Fan Greeny this entire That's time. That's what I thought it he was. was to- oh, he was totally no. down on so it. That's no, why, no. Not, so, yeah, so I apologize because I thought it was just going to be like Greeny's no. five wishes for the Jets. No, yeah, no, okay. no. If it was only Jets, I don't think I would have done it. But I, you know, it's a bad job by you because I even said one's Jets, one's Giants. Well, that's why I was surprised when you said five. You're like, this one involves the Jets. And I was like, well, don't all five? No. So that's all right. That's my mistake. Go ahead. Okay. And you know what? We accept your apology. Thank On you. On behalf of Greeny and company, we accept your apology. Uh, Stefan Diggs to mm-hmm. the Cowboys. Raymond, you like that? Listen, it gives him another weapon. Sure does. Plays with his well, brother. Yeah, uh, the, I I do have questions about you know how he's kind of ended the last couple of seasons in Buffalo. He seems like the a best. malcontent though. If, if things don't go, exactly seems like, like I, yeah. I don't think malcontent's the right word, but he, I think it's but a perfect he's, word actually. But like he's he's a guy who gets very frustrated in the moment. He's moody, but like in the moment, Mo- Moody's a good point. Mo- Mo- Moody's a good uh, word. Uh, uh, I I would just be careful. So you're going to clearly be the second best receiver on the team, where you're clearly the best receiver on the team now. And I know you're going to get upset, Raymond, but I stand by this. And you downgrade in quarterback. I, I, I could see it ending poorly for Stephon Diggs with the Cowboys. I just don't think that, Ray, I don't think you need any help on the no. offensive side of the ball. No, I think offensively, you know, if, if they shore up a couple spots on the offensive line, that they'll be fine. But, you know, that's. You, you I, can hear in his voice, he's completely defeated. I mean, offense score, scoring <laughs> points you? was not scoring points no, I think was you not a problem. Even, even in the playoffs, like that scoring points was not the issue. Not it was, the issue. It was keeping the other team from scoring points. That was a an, an unmitigated disaster in the playoffs. All right, Dan. Here's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. We're gonna carry this over. Ooh. So Greeny's top five things he wants to see this offseason. Uh, the Knicks' second half of the season starts tomorrow, so we'll hear when some of their particulars are going to be back. We'll get back to the Yankees. We got stuff you missed. It's a burgeoning Wednesday show on 98.7 ESPN. Now, secure the seats and memories this year from Vivid Seats, your home for every slam dunk, slap shot, and every stolen base. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and Annual birthday deals with Vivid Seats rewards you earn with every single purchase from buzzer beaters to walk-off homers. Vivid Seats has a great selection, and they have great prices on all the games that matter the most to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. 
Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.